Hello and good day. This is the Bible Bard. Here's where we are at today. A description of the church is a very difficult thing to provide in this podcast. And there are reasons for that. The Bible Bard podcast is based upon the idea of reciting only texts that provide a simple and clear description of a topic using words and sentences not difficult to understand. The New Testament description of the church does not easily conform to these basic podcast requirements. The reason for this difficulty is itself actually quite simple. The New Testament is based, uh, where applicable, on the Hebrew scriptures. So the New Testament begins in the Gospels, which form its foundation, against the backdrop of the Hebrew scriptures, which came before. Then the transitional Book of Acts is provided, which in its first half provides a description of what the apostles, or the Jewish church in Jerusalem, did after Jesus ascended. And then provides in its second half the story of the rise of the Gentile Christian church, based upon the ministry of the apostle to the Gentiles, Paul. Readers can become confused about the reason for and operation of the Christian church if they fail to notice this split in the content of the book of Acts and fail to comprehend the distinctions between the Jewish ministry in Jerusalem and the worldwide ministry of the apostle Paul which was based on the revelations given exclusively to him and not to the apostles who came before him. The difficulty I mentioned above arises when readers allow church tradition to swaddle the New Testament text in the grave clothes of the interpretations of former post-biblical leaders of various churches that believed in some way in Jesus Christ. If one were to take various statements and simply add them together because you like them and think that they are foundational to the message or operation of the New Testament church, many, many varieties of churches can be conceived of or configured. Of course, we all recognize that today's multi-denominations prove that is exactly what happened. Does the Bible Bard therefore reject that history? No, what happened happened. What the Bible Bard wants to know is, if we perform the sample literary reading on the New Testament that we did in this podcast on the Old Testament and some New Testament verses, will the text itself provide a clear picture of the church, even if what happened in history is different? There are a lot of historical misconceptions about the Greek text that have become church traditions retained throughout the centuries following the book of Acts. Churches today continue to accept these misconceptions as canonical. Therefore, text corrections are hard for church leaders of all denominations to accept. The Bible Bard is sorry about that and can offer some correction based on the idea of reading the text as literature and analyzing it using the tools of literary criticism. The tools of criticism are not complicated or difficult to employ. For example, let's use one, noticing in the text who is speaking and who they are speaking to. And this is important, but often ignored in church history. Things spoken to one group can be stuck together with different things spoken to another group, and this creates a false doctrine. Here's several simple examples. In Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, the coming of the Holy Spirit to the believers, as promised by Jesus to his disciples, finally occurs. 
But later interpreters have thought that this fulfillment of Jesus' prophecy marks the beginning of the Christian church. This is completely incorrect. The text explicitly states during Peter's Pentecostal address in Jerusalem that only Jews are involved in this movement of God, which Peter attributes to a fulfillment of a Hebrew scripture from the book of Joel. Comment. All that is necessary to understand this story from the book of Acts is to compare the content of Peter's message to the Jews gathered in Jerusalem at Pentecost to the gospel message of Paul as given in many places, including, for simplicity, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 11. While the content of both messages is true, nevertheless, the differences between them require explanation because the audiences and the speakers are different. That explanation rebukes the concept that the organization and the practices of the Jewish Christian Church in Jerusalem were identical to the organization and practices of the Gentile churches as taught by Paul. Number two, in 2 Corinthians verse one, or chapter 1, verse 13, Paul states, quote, For we do not write you anything you cannot read or understand, unquote. What Paul writes to the churches regarding his gospel of grace and his revelation of the purpose, organization, and message of the Christian church is vastly different from what is written down in the Bible regarding the purpose, organization, and message of the Jerusalem church. Here's just one clear example. In Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 8, the resurrected Jesus is standing with the 11 disciples. Remember, Judas died. He committed suicide after betraying Jesus. The 11 disciples are on the Mount of Olives just before Jesus ascends back to heaven. The text states, quote, so when they met together, they, the disciples, asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. This statement is mistakenly codified in church history as the, quote, Great Commission of the Church. It is not. It is a description of the ministry of the apostles to the Jews of the world in their attempt to bring Israel to accept the risen Jesus Christ as a Messiah of Israel, as, quote, a witness of his resurrection, unquote, as stated in Acts 1.22. You see, the apostles in Jerusalem are interested and constantly concerned with the resurrection of Jesus, which for them and for Jews was so pivotal and important. While the believers in the gospel of grace taught by Paul are overwhelmingly concerned with the cross of Christ. Skeptics may say that both sets of believers believe both facts concerning Jesus' life and death, so it doesn't matter using just literary method of understanding who is speaking and who is their audience, we can easily establish that different approaches to are used to reach different audiences and those differences get confused in tradition, which causes manifold confusion of the Christian message and organization and structure of the church to get any particular message out to the world. This is the way the Bible Bard works. 
brief recitations, closely focused, no distractions, no rabbit trails. Send the Bible Bard any questions or remarks you care to offer to BibleBardUS at gmail.com. Glad to hear from you. Thanks in advance for following and sharing content from the Bible Bard community. Thanks for listening. The Bible Bard does not get information about Jesus from religion or some theology people have developed in the past. The Bible itself in its plain literary expressions in its text is the source of all revealed knowledge about God. We're archaeologists trying to get to that source. Once you know what the Bible says, because you have read it or heard its clear teaching for yourself, you are no longer dependent on religious ideology for your information. Get what the Bible says.